that what I was starting to say before is that, you know, we used to have these, you know, uh, these theologies, which to me are more like philosophies, but these theologies, right, that um, if, you know, if we, if we are relatable to the world, if we look like the world, if we sound like the world, then the world is going to want us and the world is going to want what we have. You know what I mean? But we already see, you know what I mean? Similar to, you know, we already see that that, that strategy doesn't work. It, it doesn't work because then, 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 the, then there's nothing that, that, that the world needs to aspire to if we're like them. If we're like them, there's nothing for them to aspire to. So that whole method of being like the world and doing things like the world and, 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 and you know, being willing to compromise so that we're seen as cruel and acceptable and, and, and it's really, it, it really is like a selfish, it's falling into selfishness and it's falling into love of the world because, you know, it takes, it takes someone that really loves and is willing to lose their popularity or, you know, lose their, 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 their um, I don't know, people liking them, their likability for the sake of the people they're trying to have saved. You know what I mean? It takes love to be willing to be seen like that, like an enemy of someone you're trying to help. It takes love to do that, to be willing to die to your own ego, to be willing to die to your own uh, a, a, a need for acceptance or your own need for, for friends. This is why in the word of God, the Lord makes it very clear that we are to be dead to ourselves. You know, but the thing is that, that the church has stepped away from dying to itself and, and, and in the name of ambition, we're alive to ourselves. In the name of Jesus, we're alive to where we feed our egos in the name of Jesus rather than dying to our egos in the name of Jesus. And, 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 and we're seeing a lot of that. So I just, I want to read from, from um, uh, First Daniel. <clears throat> in, the, in the third year of the reign, I'm just going to start from chapter one. Um, in the third year of the reign of, of jo Jeho Jeho Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand with some of the articles of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shinar to the house of his God. And he brought the articles into the treasure house of his God. Then the king instructed uh, Ashpenaz, Ash the master of the eunuchs, to bring some of the children of Israel and some of the king's descendants and some of the nobles, young men in whom there was no blemish, but good-looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge and quick to understand, who had ability to serve in the king's palace and whom they might teach the language and literature of the Chaldeans. And the king appointed for them a daily provision of the king's delicacies and of the wine which he drank and three years and three years of training, uh, training for them so that at the end of that time they might serve before the king. Now from among those of the sons of Judah were Daniel, Han Hananiah, Mishael, and Az Azariah. To them the chief of the eunuchs gave names. He, he gave Daniel the name Beltahazar, Bel Bel uh, to Hananiah, Shadrach, to Mishael, Meshach, and to Azaniah Abednego. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself for the portion of, of the king's with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Now God had brought Daniel into favor and goodwill of the chief of the eunuchs. And the chief of the eunuchs said to Daniel, I fear my lord the king whom who has appointed your food and drink. For why should he see your faces looking worse than the young men who are your age? Then you would endanger my head before the king. So Daniel said to the steward whom the chief of the eunuchs had said over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, please test your servants for 10 days and let them give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our appearance he examined and let our appearance be examined before you and the appearance of, of the young men who eat the portion of the king's delicacies as as is as and as you see fit as deal with your servants so he could he consented with them in this matter and he tested them 10 days and at the end of the 10 days their features appeared better and fatter in flesh than all the young men who ate the portion of the king's delicacies thus the steward took away their portion of delicacies and the wine that they were were to drink and gave them vegetables 
As for these four, four men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. Right. So what 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 is it that 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 happened here? Right. Um, this is not even like you voluntarily, you know, going into the system, the worldly system. Right. Which is comparable to Babylon because Babylon is known for its paganism. Right. Um, you know, I, I believe it's even related to Babel, you know, uh, um, what happened in the rebellion of the Tower of Babel. Right. So that, um, you know, they're, they're, they, they, they conquered Israel and they're forcing them into their culture. Right. They're forcing them. They even changed their names. Right. Which is really huge for Hebrews. It's 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 huge. And spiritually, names are very huge. You know, I'm gonna, one day I'm just going to do a teaching just on names because a name is a declaration of a destiny. So they, they change their names, you know, and, um, and, and, and they want them to adopt their culture. But, um, you know, Daniel, is, he doesn't, he doesn't want to eat their food, but they, they figure, look, you're serving the king, so <clears throat> you can't just, you need protein, you need whatever, you need meat, that's right, right? you need all this. So that you look strong and you're strong and you're able to serve the king with all your strength. And, and obviously what he did was honor to the Lord and the Lord strengthened them so that they even physically looked like more, you know, full and more healthy uh, physically than the ones that were eating uh, the food of the Babylonians. And what am I saying? What I'm saying is that is that the only way we're going to reach uh, Babylon and, and the Babylonians and the only way we could survive in Babylon amongst the Babylonians is if we do not eat from their plate. It's if we do not, we do not consume. Remember that Judas, one of the things that made him Judas is that he ate from Jesus' plate. Because once you eat from the, the same plate, you know, the, the, the term in the book of Acts is breaking bread. Breaking bread also represents um, um, like kind of like a pact in a way. It means it's, it's breaking bread is like sharing. It's, it's uh, giving of yourself, basically. It's giving of yourself and the person. This is why in the Bible, you know, when the Bible says wisdom has set her table, a table is always representative of intimacy, right? It's always representative of, of communion. It's always representative of, you know, so, you know, uh, sharing that time together while you're nurtured together by eating these foods. So, he, he didn't break bread with the Babylonians. He didn't come into agreement with the Babylonians. And he didn't allow himself to be contaminated. I'm sure that food was also dedicated to their gods. I'm sure that food was also dedicated to the demons, you know, that they had. Because, you know, in ancient times, everything, you know, things were openly spiritual. It wasn't just hidden, right? So, you know, I'm sure that they dedicated and he knew that they would become spiritually weakened. You know, so, so, but the thing is that he had faith that the Lord would back him up. He could take the risk, you know, the Lord would back them up and they wouldn't have to fall into that trap. And so basically one of the things that, 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 I, that I feel about this is that, is that if we have a calling and we have uh, um, an anointing or we have a vision or the Lord has spoken to us about reaching the world, we need to come to a place where we don't eat what they eat. Where we don't, where we don't do what they do, where we don't, we don't, where we, where we draw a line, where we're with them, but we're not of them, and we're not imitating them, and we're not, you know, and there needs to be a difference. We have to be willing to take a risk for the Lord and not eat the food of the Babylonians and not desire the spotlight, you know, or desire social media fame. If the Lord gives it to you, so be it. If it's for His glory and His namesake, but you cannot govern what you're not dead to. And this is something that Daniel understood. If I eat that food, it goes into my system. I don't control it anymore. Once it's in my system, I don't control it. You know what I mean? And so there's things that in order for us to reach Hollywood and for us to reach, there's things that we can't allow into our system. We can't allow the paganism. We can't allow the, the because we, we think we have control, but we don't. You know what I mean? So, you know, if we, if we allow ourselves to, you know, curse and listen to their music and do what they do and, and, and you know, and, and, and imitate their lifestyle, their culture, then we, we, we are no longer lifting up a standard and there's nothing, we, we're no longer a representation where the Bible says shine your light before men. We're no longer a representation of what they should repent to. And this is the issue that's happening now where, where the church has, has, has lost its power because the church got confused and thought power was miracles. 
The church got confused and thought power was the raising of the dead. The, the church got confused and thought power was healings and, 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 and miracles. And, and, and remember that Simon, he was into that, but he wasn't into repentance. He wanted to buy the power and still be a witch. So you can be a witch and move in power. You know what I mean? And oh, But how do you move in the power of God? Because the name of Jesus, God, the, we, let us not underestimate God's mercy and his love and his grace and his desire to reach the lost, even if he has to do it through a witch. And I'm not saying that's his perfect will. I'm saying we cannot put God in a box. So God can use anyone, right? And I, I've said this before. This is why it's, it's super easy to prophesy to someone and super difficult to hear God for yourself. It's, it's, it's super easy to pray for healing for someone and super difficult to believe God for your own healing. Why? Because, because why? Because of God's burning desire to reach others. Wow. His love and his desperation to reach the lost is so great that he'll use anybody, anytime. And a lot of times we think that's a reflection of our intimacy when it's actually just a reflection of God's heart. We think it's a reflection of who we are and our own greatness when, 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 when listen, the devil wasn't intimidated by Samson. He knew that he was going to get Samson alone and just give him another prostitute. He knew that when Samson was alone, that he could whoop as many as he wants to whoop. But when he gets alone, the one that's going to be whooping is called the devil. You know what I mean? He knew that this is why God told Solomon when he was going to be king. He told him, do not give your strength to women, my son, because your real strength is not your arms or your chest. Your real strength is not your anointing or your power or your gifting. Your real strength is what you do in private. Your real strength is, is, is what you say no to and what you say yes to when nobody's watching. Your real strength, that's what Satan fears. That's why, why do you think the demon said, Paul, we know. Jesus, we know. But who are you? In other words, yeah, I understand their names were written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I understand that. But it's also a reflection of the character. The demon, the demon didn't say, but Paul doesn't live that in private. The demon didn't say, Paul is, is, is a heathen. Paul in private. No, the demon knew Paul was a problem. The demon, the demon knew when Paul is alone, Paul is an issue. We have to listen to, to Paul. You know what I mean? And so this is why the, the church is compromised because, because the, church, the church has allowed social media to be more of a prophet than, 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 than the Holy Spirit. The church is, is drunk and seduced. The, 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 the church is drunk and seduced by, 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 by Babylon. You know, because, because, because Babylon took siege via social media, via, via, you know, technology. It took a silent siege. And before we knew it, we were already captivated by, by, its, by its magis and its magicians. We were already captivated, captivated by, 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 by what it, it can do for us. Because it's, 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 it's the imitation of fame. It's not even real fame. It's, 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 it's the, you, look, you're famous. Look, you're famous. So you can, you can immediately just, just become engulfed in, in vanity. And what's the problem with that? Well, the more you get exterior pats on the back, the less, you, the less you're, 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 you're forced out of your own emptiness and your own sadness to face your need for God. The thing is that the thing is that when you when you have people applauding you and you got 20, you got, you know, I don't know, you know, you got like 300 likes, the more you can uh, fill yourself with that. And, and, and if you didn't have the 300 likes, you would be forced that day to face that you're lonely, you're depressed, you're empty. You would be forced and it would be put you in a position where you would maybe know that you need God and God can reach you. But since you're full of that, you are distracted. You're, you're, you, you, you don't understand your need for God. You don't understand that without him, you're weak. And this is where the church has been. Also, we, we, when you're getting approval from other people and you're constantly looking at, at a community of people, then you, why, why seek approval from God? When you don't even know what that's like yet. So we've, we've, allowed, we've allowed Babylon to creep into the church. And, and, and we, we, we love their delicacy so much, we don't want to admit that we've done it. We don't want to admit what we've done, right? We don't want to admit that, that, that we're compromised, right? Because, again, we thought we've been convinced, especially the charismatic, Pentecostal, whatever you want to call it, that power is miracles. Power is how many people got, how many people confessed the prayer, how many people confessed the prayer, but we don't even know if they repented. How, this is one, one of the reasons that if, if I can give you a count uh, of how many people confessed Jesus with us throughout the years, easily it's over 10,000 people. Who cares? Only God knows who repented. I don't know. I'm, not, I'm never going to repeat that number. That's why I never counted because I don't, I, how dare I? Only God is the one that can count. Only he knows who has truly repented. 
You know what I mean? And so we thought, we thought that power was in the raising of the dead. We thought, we got convinced, we got tricked in the mind and thought that power is, but power is holiness. Power is repentance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Jesus challenged Satan, when he wanted to try Satan and he wanted to get in his face, he never said, do you not see the miracles I perform? He never said, do you not see the dead are raised? He would say that as a sign to the, for people to know he's the Messiah. But to Satan, he, he would never say that. To Satan, he would say, you have nothing in me. You have nothing in me. In other words, in other words, you and I both know I break out a can of whoop when you show up because I'm not interested in what you're selling. You and I both know you have nothing in me. Jesus understood the real power. The real power is not the raising of the dead. The real, the real power is being able to say no to the enemy. The real power is, 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 is not secretly desiring you know, the things that he, that, that the real power is a lifestyle of repentance. Mm -hmm. And the church has lost the real, because if we had the real power, we would see harvest. If we had the real power, we would see more souls come to Jesus. Mm -hmm. If we had, if we were willing, we were, the thing is, the thing is that the Bible says, because we have such a great crowd of witnesses, let us, let us cast off every weight of sin that so easily ensnares us. And I believe that it's talking about the spiritual realm as well as, you know, the natural, because when it talks about Jesus, it says that he made an open spectacle of Satan. Right. And that's talking about the spiritual realm. Right. So I believe it's both. Also, right before that scripture, it says that um, that that uh, the prophets of old would not be made complete or not be fulfilled apart from us. And then that chapter ends. And then it says and since we have such a great crowd of witnesses, in other words, the prophets are watching us. That's, that, in other words, in other words, the, the, the ones that pass the, the baton to us, they know what we're doing, you know. And it says, let us cast off every weight of sin. But what happens is the devil will always imitate something that God is doing. And through social media, he created his own crowd of witnesses. And so instead of being concerned with the crowd of witnesses we should be concerned with, which are the lost and which are those that have passed the baton to us, instead of being concerned with that crowd of witnesses, we are concerned with how many people are going to be offended with us and how many people are going to like us and how many people are still going to be cool with us and how many people, you know, we're still concerned about, about, about that crowd of witness, witnesses to the point that Jezebel has shut our mouth. And let me tell you something. Jezebel, I think when Star Wars talks about the dark side, I think it's Jezebel. Jezebel, Jezebel could be in a, in a place for months and no one knows Jezebel's there. Jezebel is, you know, when, like, when Yoda says the dark side is hard to perceive, that's Jezebel. Jezebel is very easily, very easily. And what does Jezebel come to do? Shut off power and shut off your mouth. Close your mouth. Close the mouth of the prophet. Close the mouth of the prophetic gift. Close the mouth of the preacher. Close the mouth. You know what I mean? Why? Through passivity. And passivity through what? The Bible says through sexual morality and eating things offered to idols. Wow. Through eating things offered through, uh, to idols. Contamination. Through, 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 through contamination. Through a slow process of contamination. A slow process of contamination. The, the, before you know it, Jezebel tells you, shut up and sit down. You just sinned five times. What are you going to tell me? And, and you forget the mercy of God. You forget the, 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 that, that it doesn't matter. If, though the righteous man falls seven times, God lifts you back up. You forgot because the Lord stopped lording over you. The word stopped being your Lord, so you forgot its power. You forgot his power. Because if you knew his power, hello, then, then you know in one moment God changes everything. The same way when, when it was already, they already had plucked Samson's eyes out. His hair grew back and he said, Lord, if you would just this one last time and in one moment he killed more enemies than he had in his entire lifetime to the extent that I'm sure Satan regretted doing that to Samson because he just lost a whole bunch of vessels. Dang. You know what I mean? So, so, you know, to that extent. Because, because, because he cannot see God coming. Satan never, never understands. He only understands white and black. He only understands, he only understands God said it. If you don't do it, you're in trouble with God. That's where I come in. He doesn't understand, you know, he doesn't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God said it. You did it. That's, you know, yeah, that's where I come in. And God uses you coming in to teach them to be humble, to teach them dependency so that he can fill them and empower them even greater to the extent that you would regret your part and helping them get back up because you don't understand God's sovereignty. Satan is always steps behind of what God is doing. Satan's success 
is also God's success. <laughs> what do I mean by that? Satan had Jesus on the cross. Sometimes, uh, you know, I heard a man of God say, sometimes the devil has you right where God wants you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, sometimes, you know, Satan threw Joseph in prison. God wanted him in prison. You know what I mean? He cannot perceive what God is doing, you know? So God is in control, but we cannot allow ourselves to want to wanna please people. And another reason that I'm saying this is because the climate is heating up and, 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 and we have to, the church has to be prepared for persecution. I'm not saying it's going to happen tomorrow. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not trying to prophesy doom and gloom. I'm not, that's not, I'm not trying to do that. I'm not trying to do that. We pray for the best. The Bible says as much as possible, be at peace with men. It says as much as possible. So our goal is as much as possible to be at peace with people. We're not trying, our battle's not with flesh and blood. We want to save flesh and blood. We're not trying to be against anyone. But this is what I'm saying. Let every man be a liar, but God be true. If we, that we need to stand up and preach the truth. We need to stand for the truth. And you have to understand that because John the Baptist, and, and, and this is also, I was going to read this. John the Baptist told King Herod the truth. That, that, that he was in sin with his, his, uh, his wife's daughter, that that was sin, that, and, and, you know, and that she danced in front of him or whatever. You know, that the mother had, had her dance in front of him, and, and, and the Bible says he was happy. I don't know what kind of happiness that is. But anyways, you know what I mean? So, so you know, he was, he was happy, he was glad, you know? Anyway, so, you know, so she danced in front of him or whatever, and, and, and then he promised her up to half of his kingdom, right? And then, and then she, she, the mother instructed her to tell him to chop the head of, of, of John the Baptist off. Um, and so when John the Baptist was in, he, because he confronted him with the truth, he was thrown in jail. And what does that show you? That means if he would have kept his mouth shut, he wouldn't have been thrown in jail. Do you, don't you think this was a temptation for John the Baptist? Don't you think in our humanity, these are things that we're tempted by? You know what? If I just close my mouth, then I, then I, then I stop the problem. You know what I mean? But remember, maybe not in John the Baptist's case, but in Peter's case, when he was thrown in jail, because he had no, no way to get out naturally, an angel appeared to him. The Holy Spirit put him in a trance. An angel appeared to him and literally carried him out of jail. So when we allow ourselves to be put in these situations of risk, that's when God is able to glorify himself the most. That's when we're able to see the supernatural, the real, the real supernatural, meaning God himself. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying a miracle is a bad thing. A miracle is great, but it's not a replacement. That's what I'm saying. A miracle cannot replace holiness. The miracle of you being Christ-like. The miracle of a demon looking at you and seeing Jesus. The miracle of an angel looking at you and seeing Jesus. The miracle of, of, of the lost looking at you and seeing Jesus. That is the greatest miracle. And the reason that, 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 that I'm going to get back to John the Baptist, but the reason that I want to do, uh, I'm gonna, I plan to do uh, this video, this specific video that I spoke about, is because um, it's, it's, it's on a comment, you know, that Joe Rogan was making based on, what the, you know, the recent events that happened, you know, with Carl Lentz, right? And Joe Rogan was saying that he made fun of him and all this stuff. And, and then Joe Rogan was explaining, like, why, and, and I'm not trying to speak about God knows Carl Lenz's heart and everything like that. I'm not trying to speak about a person. I, I'm not even, uh, I don't even know him to be emotionally invested in, 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 in creative. He seems like a cool guy, but that's not the point. The Bible says, let not all be teachers knowing they shall receive a stricter judgment. It says that. Let not all be teachers knowing we shall receive a stricter judgment. So Joe Rogan is saying this guy, had a, he had that picture with Justin Bieber where basically his shorts were just right above his penis you know, just right above his penis. And he said, like, he called it, you know, the D word, which is a bad word, his D root. He's like, he's trying to show his D root. And he was, and he was, and let me, and he was, and what is the reward for that? Joe, Joe Rogan was saying this. What's the reward for that? What's the reward for showing that? The reward for showing that is that people see your chiseled body and then people lust you. That's the reward for that, that people lust you and people desire you. And he goes, I, and you know, his wording is not our wording. Yeah. He's in the world. And he's like, and then he was like, this guy, I always knew this guy wasn't religious. Because if you're, if you're religious, you know, obviously, you know, you know, if you're religious, he's like, you know, like, you're not going to be doing that. That's why monks, uh, they, they, they have a robe on because they don't want to think about their body. That's the last thing they want to think about. And this is, this is what I'm concerned with. The main people that would defend uh, uh, leaders like that and churches like that and ministries like that are the church, are the lukewarm church. This, and this is why the Bible says, I'd rather you be cold or hot, because if you were lukewarm, I will spew you out of your mouth. You know what that means, spew you out of your mouth? That means remove you from my body. You know what that means? Deliverance. I will deliver myself from you. I will vomit you out. I will deliver myself. And why is that? Because 
because the because when you're cold, you know, like 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 it's clear to you. To Joe Rogan, it's clear. Look, maybe I don't believe what you believe, but if you're spiritual, then you're gonna look a certain way and you're gonna act a certain way. And so, if we don't care what the world thinks about us, we don't care how the world sees us. We don't care about God. This is this is one of the few times that God allowed Himself to be corrected was by Moses when the Lord said, "How dare you, Lord?" Because the Lord the Lord was angry and He said, "I'm going to kill them." And the Lord said, "How?" And then Moses said, "How dare you, Lord?" Because if you if you kill them, they will say you took them from Egypt only to kill them in the desert. And then and then He said, "And they will blaspheme your name." And then the Bible says, "And the Lord repented." <laughs> the Bible says, obviously, the Lord has never been unholy. I'm not saying the Lord has ever been unholy, but it says the Lord changed His mind, basically. Repenting in the sense of he changed his mind in that sense. Why did he change his mind? Well, furthermore, it was him speaking through Moses to himself anyways, because he's God Almighty. So he put himself in Moses so he could speak to himself anyways, because he's God. But also, you know, let, let us not get it twisted. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, like, like, but also it's because that struck the heart of God. Because God cares whether they believe that he is good or not. Because if they believe he is good, then more can be saved. So if we do not care about what the world thinks of God, we cannot say we love God. If we, if we don't care that we are a reflection, that we are no longer our own, that our words reflect Christ, our actions reflect Christ, our outfits reflect Christ, our going in, our coming out, our plans, the way we are at work, the way we interact with people reflect Christ. There's times that I'm at work and then I become impatient and I feel the Holy Spirit convict me. How dare you be unkind to people? Even though I'm not preaching the word of God, don't be unkind to people. Go out of your way like you do for everyone else. I felt the Holy Spirit convict me at work just dealing with a regular customer. You know, everything that we do is supposed to reflect Christ. And that is, and we have strayed from the understanding that that is the power that Satan fears. Wow. That, and I'm not saying the excuse of, I don't need to preach because I preach for my life. You know, I'm not saying that whole excuse because the Bible says, if we don't preach, how will they know? But what I am saying is, how are you going to preach? But then your lifestyle shows the opposite. Right. What I am saying is there has to be a correlation between what you, man, my God, I'm getting convicted. I don't know. Like what I am saying is there has to be a correlation between what you say and what you do. And, and that, and that, when we are mindful of that, that is where we will see anointing flow from us that we did not see before. When our heart is to glorify God and our heart, we, so many of us in the charismatic church, we look for methods. We look for the next good book of how, to, of how to move in power. We go for the next seminar of how to move in power. And then we become over methodical and we learn how to move in a method and we learn uh, 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 how to move in power. And listen, by the grace of God, by the grace of God, I am known for teaching power and activating, I would say by the grace of God more than my peers. I'm known for that more than my peers. But you know what? You cannot, I've seen people take the method and not understand who it is about. They take the method and they use it. So we're, we're, we're learning methods, but if you would say, Lord, I want to do this for you, you're going to see that you're going to be talking to someone and you're going to feel the anointing come out of your mouth and you didn't even plan for the anointing to come out of your mouth. When you say, Lord, I want to reflect you today. Lord, reach someone through me today. Lord, I want to, you're going to see the, you're going to learn the prophetic on your own. When you have a lifestyle of just, of just, of just sacrificing yourself, doing what the word of God says, present your body as a living sacrifice, holding and acceptable unto God. When you practice that and you're like, and I'm not saying that you practice it with great skill. I'm not saying that you practice it like a, like a, like a, a an ice skater, you know, practices their, 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 I don't know, pirouettes on the ice. I'm not saying any of that. I'm saying when you, like a child, come before God and you don't know how you're going to reach people. You don't know how to get people saved. Maybe you don't even know how to reflect Christ. And that's how you come to him and you say, Lord, I, you, know, you know, I pick up my cross. I'm not going to entertain the thoughts that I want to entertain. I'm not going to entertain the desires that, that my flesh wants to entertain. I'm not, instead of going and, 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 and watching sports on my break, I'm going to go and I'm going to pray. I'm not going to do the things my flesh wants me to do. But I pray that you use me and I pray that your light reflects through me and I pray that I am a reflection of you. This is what Satan fears more than the most anointed preacher that we've ever seen. He fears because you could be the most anointed preacher, but he's waiting for the preacher in his room. You know what I mean? Like he said, you know that you know he's not he knows he knows if the presence of God is waiting in the room or if he's waiting in the room. The enemy knows these things. I know that sounds really really harsh. But it's the truth because we need to return back to the real power. And the real power is a consecrated life. And I'm not saying flawless. I'm saying willing. Right. I'm saying honest. Mm -hmm. I'm saying humble. Right. <clears throat> and, and like the Bible says, finding out 
what is pleasing to the Lord. We need to be finding out what is pleasing to the Lord. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, I've said that in one of our preachings. I'm going to look that up again so I could, I could give that to you guys, the actual scripture. That it says, finding out what is pleasing to the Lord. Meaning that part of our responsibility is not just prayer. It's not just, it's having a lifestyle of finding out what is pleasing to the Lord. In the city that I'm in, in the people that I'm around. Listen, listen, God has a new wine for your age now. God has a new wine for the city you're in now. God has, I'm not saying that in three months you're going to move. That's fine. Three months, talk to the Lord about that later. I'm talking about now. God has a, an anointing. He has an oil. He has a word. He has a rhema. He has a revelation. That, are you seeing where you are, the city you're in? Are you seeing what you're doing the way God sees it? If not, you're wasting your time there. If not you're, not, you're not, you're not fulfilling the purpose. It isn't about learning power. Yes, you can learn power. But before you learn power, make sure you learn how to present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. Make sure that no one in your job thinks you have a stank attitude. Make sure that, that you, know, you know, by the grace of God, and I, there's so many other things that I have failed in. And, you know, and I admit it, but by the grace of God, I had an evaluation with my boss. This last this week, and he actually told me, you know, you, you're, you're very humble in that you're willing, you admit your wrongs, and you're willing to be molded. And that touched me because it's like, man, at least, you know, in that sense, I can reflect Christ. You know what I mean? And, and, and at least in that, because that, that, that is what the devil is terrified of. Someone that looks like and sounds like Christ. And someone more than that, that isn't trying to do things for Jesus, but lets Jesus do things through them. Too, too many times we want to serve Jesus like Martha. We want to serve Jesus in our strength for our own, our own pat on the back and our own feeling of superiority or our own feeling of accomplishment. But when you're doing it out of humility, it comes out of a place of admitting that you don't even know how to do it. You don't even know how to get it done. You don't know how to collect the harvest. You don't know how to get people saved. You don't know how to be power and watch how power moves through you. When you have that attitude, watch how power, power, the Holy Spirit will look in a room and choose you. The Holy Spirit will come into the room and say that one. And you won't even know what happened because the Holy Spirit flows through brokenness. We have forgotten. We have seen so many anointed people. We have forgotten. We'd rather buy oil in the bookstore than understand that we need to be broken. You know what I mean? We have forgotten that power comes out of brokenness. It comes out of a desperation to please God. It comes out of innocence. It comes out of a desperation to be like a child. Lord, I don't know what to say. How do I say it? Lord, I'm, I'm, I don't have the boldness. How do I do it? I, Lord, do it through me. See, that's why God chose Moses. Because Moses was like, I can't do it. And the Lord was like, amen. Now I can. And because Moses, because Moses, you guys know the Bible says um, that there was no man more humble than Moses. I've heard, I've heard the phrase, humility is not thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less. You know, like, you know the whole, like, well, what about me? Well, what's going to happen to me? Or I remember one time I was in a service, and someone prophesied and ministered to me, he's a known man of God, and a woman came up to me after, and she was like, you sucked up all the anointing. <laughs> Which I don't even know how, to, like, God is not like, a, like, a, like, I pressed the right code, you know, in the machine. I read the red code from the machine, and you know, she was like, you sucked up all the anointing, she had a little, you know, I'm like, I didn't, like, I don't know, anyways, but yeah, you know, and so, and so, and so, you know, like, that what about me thing, what about me, because you know where the power is, where God is inextricably attracted to, you want God to show up, you want to go and seek God in private, and you want him to show up, you want God to show up, you know, you know how, when you're like, Lord, don't worry about me. Lord, Lord, it's about you. Lord, it's about the loss. Forgive me for getting in your way. Boom! God is going to show up. When you're like, Lord, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you use others more powerfully than me. It doesn't matter, Lord. It doesn't matter if I'm last. Lord, I just, Lord, please just let me do things the right way. Let me please your heart. Show me how to please your heart. And watch how the Holy Spirit, when you speak, the Holy Spirit will, will speak through you. You'll even learn from your own mouth. You'll learn from your own mouth because the Holy Spirit is inextricably. This is what happened to me. So many times I'd be evangelizing in the street and I'm evangelizing too. So, and then revelation comes out of my mouth and I'm like, oh, oh, you know, I got to remember that. You know, and then, and then I, I play it off with the person. And meanwhile, I'm like, wow. I remember some of the first times. I don't even know how I remembered the Bible. I don't even know how I remembered the scripture. I remembered verbatim. I promise you, I don't know how I did. And then, 
And all this stuff was coming out. And I'm like, and I said, man, where did this come from? And then one of the things where the Lord struck me is because, because you give, you, you, so, you so desperately want to give everything I give you, I give you more. Because you give it away, I give you more. You know, and so like, um, which is one of the things that the Lord convicted me when, when it comes to making videos. That it's like, you know, forget what you need to give it away. Like the Bible says, whatever you receive in darkness, shout from the rooftops. And, 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 and it, that's what happened to me. Just the desire to just, Lord, I don't know. And then, and then these things will come out of my mouth and it's not me. And then people want to attribute it to a person. You know, people's instincts is to attribute it to a person. But then, but then God wants to do that to provoke that to happen with you. It's not about giving glory to a person. It's about understanding that you are called to the same. This is what David did when, 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 when he wasn't, David wasn't happy with fame. David wasn't happy with being, the, everyone cheering his name. He wasn't happy with that. That didn't make him, he was grieved that they didn't know who they were. They didn't understand that they're not natural. You know what I mean? And they were letting the spirit of the world, because Goliath represented the spirit of the world. They were letting the spirit of the world intimidate them and also in army marches right I had, I had a friend share this with me in army marches so the fact that they weren't marching means that Goliath had stopped them from moving forward so so fear paralyzed them fear and intimidation because they didn't know their identity it wasn't that Goliath had the victory it's that they didn't know their identity they didn't know that they had the power that if they would move by faith even scared God would back them up and they would win even in this is why God tells Joshua be 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 strong and of good courage wherever the bottom of your foot touches it is given courage is not bravery courage is acting even when you feel afraid so God is saying even when you're feeling afraid step forward step forward every time you step I step Every time you step, I move. Wherever the bottom of your feet touches, I am with you. Like, in other words, learn this lesson that when you move by faith in my name, I, I, I will back you up. But what happens is we've gotten so used to, 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 to the anointing and we've gotten so used to performances and we're so used to videos and video clips and social media and we're so used to seminars and methods and methodology that we have forgotten that the real power is in simplicity. The real power is believing like a child we've 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 gone far away listen it was easy to move in fire it was easy to move in ridiculous fire and ridiculous power because we knew we knew nothing we knew we knew nothing and because we knew we knew nothing we were dangerous because we knew we knew nothing we weren't leaning on on, on. this is why peter was this is why the devil asked for peter peter was a buffoon he was always putting his foot in his mouth he was a buffoon but the devil knew but this buffoon doesn't care that he's a Buffoon. He doesn't care that he's publicly ashamed. He doesn't care that he's embarrassed. And that is a problem. The fact that he doesn't care that he's embarrassed and he moves by faith and take risks is going to make God use him because he's willing to because he's desperate. This is why when, when, when they told him that, 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 that Jesus was raised from the dead, Peter was in a boat. The Bible says he wasn't far away from the, you know, that, that, that he was in a boat not too far from the shore. I forget the wording. <clears throat> and he was raised from the dead. And they said, Peter, Jesus is here. And he pulled off his tunic and he, and, 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 he, and he jumped in the water and ran to the shore. Why? When you could have just gone in your boat. That's what Satan feared. That's what he feared. He feared someone willing to act like a fool because of their level of desperation and passion. That's what's scary. Not the other ones that are skilled. Not the other ones that stay in the boat taking notes and are calculated. He's not interested in the calculated. He's not afraid of the calculated. He's afraid of the desperate. Because they're the ones that are going to make God show up. And show enough, Peter made God show up. And 3,000 got saved. Because God chooses the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. But we want to think like the world. We want to think that we need more skills and more degrees and more and more seminaries and more theology schools and, 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 and more and more. And we need more of that. And we need more approval and more schools and more. And nowadays in the church, we have more missionaries going to missionary schools than we have going to nations. <clears throat> we have missionaries that are obsessed with going from missionary school to missionary school, but instead of going to Haiti or instead of going to, to, to Venezuela or instead of going, I don't know, where people have need, you know, instead of going there, they, they want to go to another missionary school. Why? Because, because we lack faith, we're comfortable, because we don't know how to be desperate. We think we need to learn power and go to a seminar and get a degree. 
We need to, you know, not get a degree. You need to increase the degrees of fire you burn under. You need to, you need to crack yourself open. What does that mean, crack myself open? Well, that's why Jesus said that there was a man that repented without even opening his mouth. He said there were two men that repented. One just went in, fell on the floor, and beat his chest. He was like, what was me? You know, I'm full of sin. God is inextricably attracted to that. When we come to God, Lord, use me today, I, I don't know how. Boom, you're going to see God use you. But a lot of times when we learn power, we also like to, we also sometimes get tempted by being in control of that power. Mm. And sometimes we want the control of the power so that we can wait and have it on video. We want control of the power. And I'm not saying there isn't some things that we can share and things like that. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is it isn't about that and we have made it about that. The church has made it. So what, what, what is, what's, what's, what's the point? The point is we need to, we need to see John the Baptist, <clears throat> because he spoke the truth, he was thrown in a jail. Mm. We have to be willing to take a risk. We have to be willing to speak the truth. We have to. Why? Because if not, people can't be saved. This is why there's certain videos that I feel, I just feel compelled to do. Um, God willing, I'm going to be able to do it. And, and why? Because I need to preach repentance to the church. I need to preach repentance to the church. <laughs> the world will take care of itself. Wow. Because if we are repenting, you're, you're, clumsy, you're clumsy stumbling. Have it, has anyone ever seen uh, Inspector Gadget? The movie Inspector Gadget? Everything he does, it's by accident, but he succeeds. He beats everyone by accident. That's what our Christianity should be. Not, not some skill. Not where you're highly skilled. Like you're, you're Christian Michael Jackson, that you're just the most skilled one. No, not like that. No, you're, you're fumbling. Peter is fumbling over himself. Wow. And his fumbling over himself. Why didn't the devil ask for John? John is the most like Jesus. Why don't you ask for him? He's the one that's the most like. Peter was, he, he was just a fool. He was just a fool. He was willing to be a fool. And the Bible says if anyone thinks he's wise, let him become a fool so that he can become wise. When you recognize that you don't know anything, God, can, God does the impossible. He does when you're like, Lord, I don't even know. And I'm not saying that you're going to deny what you do know. That's not, I'm not preaching that. If God has confirmed something to you and you know that you know that it's God, then don't deny it. I'm not saying do not, don't ask God to confirm again what you know is from him. But I'm talking about the many things throughout our days and throughout our lives that we are not sure of. You know, Lord, Lord, guide me. Lord, show me. Lord, Lord, reach them through me. Shine your light through me. Dependency. Not I got it figured out. No, yes, I know how to preach. Or yeah, I move in the prophetic. Oh yeah, I move in healing. So you know, yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I'm just waiting for the moment. No, 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 no. You need, you need to be surrendered, not waiting. Let God do it. Let God do it when he wants to do it, how he wants to do it. And let's learn power from God. Let's learn power from the, from the one that really knows how to use it. We have all this power and we're shooting in the air. We're shooting blanks. We're just shooting guns in the air. We don't even know how to use the power God has given us. We need to be dependent on God so that we're led by his spirit. So that then, then we can reach him. Then when we're taught a method, we just know it's one of many ways that, God's, that God does things. You know, it's not a, it's a reflection of how powerful I am. There are countless people that God used me to teach, and I told them many, many times, don't make this your source of, of self-esteem. Don't make how much you're using, and they didn't listen to me, and they made it their self-esteem. Because why? Because we're broken, and that's why we fall into eating the food of the Babylonians. Why do we fall into eating the food of the Babylonians? Because we don't allow God to heal our brokenness. So we become just like the Babylonians. We, we, we want fame, we become competitive, we, become, we want the position, we want, and then we wanna say that we don't want the position, and then we wanna say we're not competitive, and then, and then we wanna say, it's about Jesus, it's about Jesus. And then when every, everything we do has to have some kind of weird accent on it. You know what I mean? We can't just be ourselves anymore. Everything is some fakery. Everything is some, this is why we don't know how to deal with betrayal. This is why we don't know how to deal with abandonment. This is why we don't know how to deal. We say that we know, we know how to forgive. This is why we say we forgive, but then we don't even want to say hi to the person that we forgave. You know, this is, this is, this is why, because, because we're not truly broken before God. We're methodical. We're methodical and worldly. And because we're methodical and worldly, 
we're anointed flesh. Listen, the devil knows what to do with anointed flesh. He's not scared of anointed flesh. He's not. He's scared of when the Bible says, if you believe my word, living water will flow from your belly. That's what he's scared of. He can't control that. You can't control a river. A river never follows the same pattern. The water, I mean. Yes, there is a river structure, but the water never follows the same pattern. The water is always moving. It's alive. He can't figure it out. That's why, why do you think Jesus compared the Holy Spirit to wind? Why? Because you can hear it, but you can't, you can hear it. You know it exists, but you can't see it. And you don't know where it came from. And you don't know where it's going. You have to be, you have to be taken by the wind to understand the wind. If you're not taken by the wind, you'll never understand it. So this is why he compares the Holy Spirit to the wind. He said, you have to be born again. In other words, you have to learn how to be taken by the Holy Spirit. Because if you're not taken by the Holy Spirit, you don't know what I'm doing. You don't know what I'm saying. This is why Jesus said, I don't do anything. I don't. And I know people want to preach, oh, but that's too abstract. And you have, that's why you have the word of God. Yeah, I understand. But that means the word of God. Well, then why did Jesus say, I don't do anything. I don't hear the Father doing. Uh, uh, I don't say anything. I don't hear the Father saying. And I don't do anything. I don't see the Father doing. Because that means you, you, you have to, every day you're supposed to be seeing God. Every day you're supposed to be hearing God. Every day. We rather do other things for eight hours of the day. That's practical. God, impractical. Mm. You know, practicing, you know, practicing eight hours of the day. That's practical. God, impractical. Mm. But we swear that we're going to love heaven. <laughs> heaven is nothing but worship 24-7. You're going to have to tell the Lord, I need, I, need a, I, need, I, need, I need eight hours to practice my soccer. <laughs> you know, to practice my trumpet playing. We, that's, that's practical to us. You know, eight hours of homework. Wow, what a mature person. Wow, so much responsibility. Wow, you're so disciplined. Wow, your parents must be so proud. Wow, see, that's success. Someone that will uh, study eight hours and get their master's. Wow, wow, no fire, dry, no fire. Intellectualizes everything, rationalizes everything. God cannot use them. What's the point? What's the point? Is a master's degree going to comfort you in hell? And I'm not saying don't get your master's degree. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that make sure the things you're pursuing are not what you're dependent on for source of validation, self-esteem, and power. Wow. We got to be broken, and we have to be willing. If we're not going to fall into the trap of the Babylonians, this is what I'm saying. For us to reach Hollywood, for us to reach uh, 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 celebrities, for us to look, there's things that have happened. It's not even, I don't even, it, it's com a complete accident. Remember when we were, we were driving in, in by, um, I don't know where that was, uh, um, we were driving and there was a guy with, uh, with, with a cast and I got out of the car and I prayed for him and he got healed and I prayed for his foot and I gave him a word of knowledge and he freaked out. That guy ended up being on the show of, of, of something, Tattoos of Compton or I don't know what, and he has a super famous um, um, ice cream, uh, um, uh, an ice cream, um, it's called Happy Ice. Yeah, it's ha and all the celebrities go. Will Smith goes to Happy Eyes all the time. All the I didn't do that on purpose. I ha I'm not. I prayed for a man that I saw. I saw his arm was hurt. Yeah. You know, and I didn't even know who he was. So the Lord wants to reach them. Why? Because they're looking for answers. They're looking. They 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 they, they have money now. They have success. They have those things, but they don't have their purpose. And they don't know what to do with their money. And they don't know what to do. Yeah, houses and another house and another dope house and another. But at the point, there's a point where it gets old. And what do I do with my life? Just buy houses? You know what I mean? What do I do? They're looking for answers. They're looking for their purpose. They know this inside of themselves. There's a God-shaped hole. The Bible says, I have placed eternity in the hearts of men. They know it. But what happens is God can't use anyone for them. Because whoever he uses wants the fame they have. Crazy. And, 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 and they have the fame and they know it's not the answer. And you supposedly have the answer and then you want the fame. What's going on? And, and listen, I, I didn't, there's a lot of things that I've questioned in myself. I remember someone called me and they were like, man, you're called to Hollywood, this and this and that. And he's like, in two weeks, you're going to see Bruce Willis. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, all right. All right, yeah, I kind of laugh. <laughs> okay, uh, amen, amen. You know, because there's an aspect that I always, I'm serious about faith. So you know what, if you believe it, I'll believe it with you. You know what I mean? I, it doesn't make sense to me, but you're saying it, so I, I'll take that seriously. So I was like, amen, you know, I don't know. But I didn't take it seriously. Um, and so three weeks later, Bruce Willis was right in front of me. Bruce Willis was right there. <laughs> and he said hi to me. 
You know, so God wants to, one of the only prophetic dreams that I had that continued, that had a part two, was, was, was that I was with celebrities and I was giving them words of knowledge and we were in this huge place and it was super detailed. I even, I even could remember some of the words. There was one of the actors from 90210. There was different, Tom Cruise was there, which I know he's a Scientologist. I don't know. And then anyways, I woke up from the dream. Uh, um, I think I said something to my wife. Went back to sleep and the dream continued where it left off. The Lord wants to reach Hollywood. But the thing is that it can't be that Hollywood reaches us. It can't be that we, we fall in love with the spotlight. We need to be like Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego that would rather burn. I, they, remember that it wasn't just that they believed that Jesus was going to show up. They actually said, even if the Lord doesn't save us, yeah. even if the Lord doesn't deliver us, we're not going to bow to an idol. Mm-hmm. We're not going to bow to your idol, even though it's made of gold. And so if, we, if we're called to, 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 to reach people in the industry and we're called to, we cannot. We cannot. There's a, 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 a young man that's a believer um, I won't say his name. He's one of the, the choreographers for Justin Bieber. And he, he was calling me today asking for prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, and he, but he is a believer. But he was asking me for prayer. That's why I pray for him. I'm not going to mention his name. But I just, I think that when we see the industry, they don't, because of the lukewarm, they don't understand holiness anymore. Yeah. They don't understand holiness. Mm-hmm. And, and we need to lift up a standard. Yeah. And you know what I feel? I, I feel prophetically that a lot of us here are called to reach to reach those that are that are in, in, in high eminence, you know? Mm-hmm. A lot of us are called to reach those that are in high eminence that are here. And, you know, maybe not just here. Maybe there's someone that's going to listen as well that you know that you call. Listen, if you cannot be like Meshach, Shadrach, that's why the Bible says if your house is, is not in order, you can't be a deacon. You can't even be a deacon if you don't have your house in order. Why? Having your house in order means that you understand authority. How can you teach something you don't understand? You know, like, 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 we need to have our house in order. We need to, which means even our own individual lives as well, by the way. By the way, it also means our individual lives. You know, we need to have our house in order. We need to not be, uh, 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 be like Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego that we're not bowing our knee to the idol. We need to not eat the food of the pagans or the Babylonians. We need to not want what they want or do what they do. You can't desire to dance in the club and drink and, 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 be, and have paparazzi follow you and also be consecrated to the Lord. You can't. You can't. Like the Bible says, you will love you will love one or hate the other, mm-hmm. and hate the other. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna close with that. But I just want to say that that also I just feel like it could be that persecution is gonna increase, and 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 I, I'm not prophesying that. You know, by the by the grace of God, may God have mercy, and may He allow us to keep our freedoms here in this country. But persecution could increase. Definitely, if you're a Trump supporter, some people think that they you know they have the right to punch you in the face and just come up to you and hit you. Just because you're a Trump supporter. So that's already uh, uh, something that has not happened before. And so, you know, we need, we need to, and I feel there's going to be a lot of, of the church falling away. Why? Because they've, they've been eating what the Babylonians have been eating. I'm already finishing. They've been eating the food of the Babylonians. And because they've been eating the food of the Babylonians, they love the world. And they say they don't, but they do. They, they, they want to eat the food. They want to drink the wine. And remember, the Bible says that wisdom has prepared her wine and her bread, and she has set her table. So in other words, you cannot drink the wine of wisdom, which is the new wine, which is the Holy Spirit, and the bread is the word of God. You can't do that. And also the wine of the, of the Babylonians. You're going to get contaminated. You know, so let's, 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 um, let's worship. And again, I believe in the power of God. I believe in miracles. I believe in the prophetic. I believe that someone that is chasing the heart of God that moves in miracles is one of the most powerful things this earth has ever seen. Mm-hmm. But someone that moves in miracles that is not chasing the heart of God, eventually they're going to be used against God. Yeah. 